Hello, and welcome to episode number 63. And I I wanted to to bring this up. We're actually entering our our third year, I think, of... This is is year three of the podcast. (laughs) Is it really? Which is pretty crazy. I mean, really, it's just about two years, but, like, this will be, like, the third... You know, we started in uh, 2015, or 2016. Yeah. So... Like check All right, what you <laughs> to five people. Yeah, thank you. We're fucking listening. survivors, man. Thanks everybody for listening. It's awesome, and uh, <laughs> that's the reason we do it is for you guys, and and not because it amuses us. That's <laughs> yeah. um. And with this week, I finally got to see uh, State of Grace, and we're honoring the late great Ringo Lamb uh, with Sky on Fire. Uh, yeah, save, save Grace. An episode like one month in the making. So yeah, it took yeah. us a whole. It took me a whole month to track down this movie and watch it. <laughs> I and hope it, it was worth it. <laughs> you know, it really is. It really is an underappreciated classic. Like the the freaking amount of awesome actors in that doing an awesome job is unbelievable. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I mean, they're all. It's so completely well acted. Uh, it even has Claire Underwood in it. I, you know, like. I kept watching it and, th- and thinking, like, the female lead. I'm like, who is that? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's Claire Underwood when she was, like, young and hot from um, House of Cards. It's She's the vice president in House of Cards. Yeah, Robin Wright. Yeah, she, that's back, back in the day when she was just, like, super. I mean, she's still she's still very attractive, but she's, yeah. like, super gorgeous. She's like, still a good-looking woman, but she's not, like, Hollywood bombshell hot like she is in this movie in 1990. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, she was in Princess Bride too. She was a princess. That's true. No. That's true. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say this is this is maybe my favorite Gary Oldman movie. Like I always said that I loved Immortal Beloved for Gary Oldman because it's such a crazy yeah. movie and he's so good in it. But man, he's awesome in this. Like he's literally the star of this movie, and he's the only guy who's not a total douchebag. <laughs> he's a little. He's a little nutty. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. He is a bit of a psycho, and you know, like he blows up and loses his temper, and like puts random people in the bar and in the hospital. Uh, and he does do that, but like it, he's the only one that has like pure motivation. You know, freaking his brother is is willing to do whatever it takes to freaking become the freaking Italian mom's bitch boy, and then his best friend is a fucking narc. Uh, and you know he just wants what's best for his crew and his friends. Yeah, he's a, he's the only one who doesn't like I guess change. Like everybody, like like you said, Sean Penn like is a cop, and then his brother wants to be like super mafia guy. But he's just like he just like he just like stays loyal to everybody, and he's all yeah. cool. And... and his whole thing is he's loyal to he's loyal to his neighborhood, and you know everybody else is kind of like, dude, grow up. That's some dumb bullshit. We're trying to get ours. And he's like, no, oh, screw that, man. I'm going to kill everybody. Or like drinking, like, for like, <laughs> when we, that's why I started it with Leslie. Uh-huh. At first, she was like, she was like, oh, man, everybody's so young. And I was like, yeah, it does look, it is like, when you look back on it, you're like, yeah, it is like a, almost like a, a younger gangster movie than you would like, now I remember seeing it. Cause back in when I saw it, they were all like old. But right. now you look at it back and it's like, they're like, Super Maybe twenties, thirties. You know yeah. what I mean? Like but, I mean, that was that was literally damn near thirty-one years ago. It was twenty-nine years yeah. ago that that movie came out, and twenty-nine years ago we were young as shit. You know, so of course, you know, they look like adults, and it's funny how that works. When you're fifteen years old, like everybody over the age of twenty-five just looks old as fuck. 
Uh, but yeah, no, and this is kind of this is kind of all of those guys in their prime being amazing, and I love that. I mean, Ed Harris is so good as the fucking. But like, I kept I kept being sad that he was such a little bitch to those gangsters. You know, like, come on, you're Ed Harris, man. Yeah. You should like whenever they're like, oh, you should kill fucking Stevie. Should be like, fuck that. Stevie's my boy. You can suck my dick, you giddy fuck. Like that's what I felt like he should have been saying. I'll <laughs> see how Stevie. Let's mention Stevie was John C. Riley. Yeah, like in one of his first performances. <laughs> He's yeah. amazing, and he is really, really good in it. And it, and it's kind of funny to see where John C. Riley is now versus like you said in one of his first performances where he just sort of played this like dopey Irish kid, and he still plays kind of the dopey Irish kid, but with more relish now, I guess. Yeah, I almost think that I don't know who comes out the best overall, like from that cast nowadays. Like, I think I think Sean Penn comes off the worst now. Yeah, like like it career wise, it's like John C. Riley is pretty good. Robin Wright's pretty good. Gary Oldman, yeah. In between, like Oscar bouts, he does a bunch of shitty movies, but right. <laughs> like he's he's done okay too. But like John C. Riley is like seems to be like pretty like plateaued and pretty like steady in what he does yeah absolutely although i heard that the watson and holmes movie is terrible i, I haven't seen it, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean like it, i heard somebody i know literally got up and walked out of the movie halfway through it yeah i didn't hear anything good about that but like up until then like he doesn't do he doesn't do like the movies that gary oldman will do which is like anything basically yeah as point. long as there's a paycheck gary oldman's like yeah fuck it man i'll do it and Sean Penn's too busy directing like really shitty movies and being in like and being like a total I don't even know what douche, last movie. Being a total yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's like I don't even know what he's been in lately, but I was like, I don't even want to watch it if he's in it because like he's just like such a dick now. Yeah, it, even well, actually, worse. Actually, <laughs> like, like I wanted to, I wanted to watch this movie um, with a friend, and he like hates Sean Penn so much that he was like, "We're not watching it. It's a Sean Penn movie." And I'm like, dude, it's a really good movie. Like, get over whatever politics. And he's like, no, it's not politics. He's like, he's just a bad, bad person. And I was like, well, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't really argue that because uh, did you watch the documentary about him and uh, El Chapo? And no, no, I didn't. Oh, no. there's this great story. I'll give you the load, like the real quick story. Um, the chick who plays in the television show Queen of the North, uh, she was also okay. in Weeds. She's a pretty respected, she's a huge actress in Mexico and a fairly okay. well Hollywood actress too. Like she was in the show Weeds. Um, she was in the show Queen of the North. She's been in a ton of stuff. And okay. um, El Chapo is kind of like got this big crush on her. You know, like the legit drug cartel guy, right? <clears throat> so he tells somebody that the only way he'll sell the rights to his life story is if she directs it, Right. So yeah. Sean Penn gets wind of this and basically like starts screwing her. Like, you know, all of a sudden like shows up and wants to help with this project and, you know, wants something to do with it and he wants to help her direct it and like do all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Uh so she's like screwing him and kinda of, she's kind of starstruck <laughs> by him. So she's like, Yeah, yeah, okay, you can help me. Um El Chapo wants to like meet us, but he's on the run. This is after he escaped from the Mexican prison. Uh and mm, yeah. so 
we have to go to like this secret, super secret location to like meet him and discuss like how we're going to transfer these rights over so that we can make a movie of his life story. So anyway, Sean Penn goes to the FBI and says, hey, I can find El Chapo for you. Uh, and like, this is all true. This is all like documented mm. fact. And, and she, so the FBI is like, okay, whatever. We'll go like, we'll go find you and we'll like follow you to the secret location and use it to catch El Chapo. And so mm. he goes and does an interview with El Chapo that he sells to Rolling Stone. And apparently it's all like cut up and it's not really what El Chapo said. Like, you know, they, they just butchered it and spun <laughs> it. Yeah. And he gets himself all this fucking immunity uh, from the FBI and customs and stuff for meeting with El Chapo so that they can follow him and catch him and mm-hmm. doesn't get this actress who basically was the door for him, doesn't get her shit, like doesn't get her immunity, doesn't get her like freaking all of the lawyer stuff covered with legality of actually meeting a felon, like a wanted man, like doesn't do any of it. And so he freaking goes down there and gets this interview. The FBI uses him to catch El Chapo uh, and then Mm. they lock El Chapo up. And then he like breaks up with the chick and just leaves her at the mercy of the American government and the Mexican drug cartels. (laughs) You know, so like not only does he go on Rolling Stone and be like, ha ha, I helped the FBI, me and this chick helped the FBI catch motherfucking El Chapo. Like he does nothing to protect her over it. He just like dumps her and leaves her in the wind. <laughs> that's that's the funny thing because back during this like state of grace, Sean Penn, he was a dick for other reasons, which I can kind of respect more than like he how he is now. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, self righteous yeah. he is now. Yeah, he was way more respectable when he was just like this angry, violent drunk that would beat up paparazzi. Like, yeah, like I can kind of get behind that, man. All right, cool. You're fucking Jeff Spicoli. I'll give you a pass. But, (laughs) you know, like now it's all this freaking super high ground, like moralizing. And, you know, I mean, and like even even if I do agree (laughs) with some of his politics, like, and I do agree with some of his politics, he's like such a douchebag. I don't want to like agree with his politics. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly it's like and like in all of his movies are just like his first movie like first couple movies are great but then like he's, he's got such a high opinion of himself that they just get worse and worse, worse. as they go and yeah and the last movie he did was um it was booed out of cons basically they like laughed it out of the building basically wow, <laughs> yeah. wow that's awesome and you know it's probably that that thing as he starts believing your own bullshit and like probably all the put all the people who he had around him in the beginning they were like, yeah. oh, no, no, dude, that's not a good idea. Don't go with that. He's probably, like, fired all of them, you know? And now it's just only people who are going to be like, oh, yeah, you're Sean Penn. I love you. You're great. You, whatever you do is great. And so he puts out total crap. I think he's I think he's actually, like, I like this performance by him, but I think he's the weakest part of the movie, too. Yeah. Grace, well, sure. compared, to, compared to Gary Oldman and Ed Harris, um, you know, and even Claire Underwood is, like, they're all just over the top how well acted they are and I, maybe, it's, maybe it's what he's got to do but like most of the time that's funny because john Turturro's in it too as his like his like uh his like uh his like handler or yeah. whatever because he's like he's an undercover copy he's meeting with john Turturro. And every time he meets with john Turturro, john Turturro just keeps calling him a crybaby yeah because <laughs> he's yeah. all he does is whine and john Turturro's like you guys are a bunch of crybabies yeah suck it up and then, yeah there's one, yeah. there's one part where he's like Man, I just, he's like, I got these conflicting emotions, man. I don't know what to do. And he goes, what, am I your social worker? 
It's like he doesn't even say like psychologist or therapist or counselor. He like totally fucks up the reference, and it's even better that way. You know, like like he's literally saying to the guy, "You're coming to me to apply for fucking welfare." (laughs) (laughs) That's a that's a good performance by John Turturro. He's not in very often, but he's really fucking good too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there, and he's got some great lines for him to tell him to stop whining. Like he's like, "These are my friends. I grew up with these." And he goes, "You know what you are? You're an asshole." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. John, I forgot. I keep forgetting that John Totoro. And you know, and that's sort of the beauty of John Totoro is that he like is not very obtrusive in the movies he's in, but he's like amazing mm-hmm. in them, you know, but it's, it's like, he, it's real easy for you to forget that John Totoro was in a movie and like, holy shit. Then when you think about it, you go, Oh man, he's so amazing. And he propped up that movie so well. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've seen him in a movie too. But the last thing I, I think I saw a trailer for him and who else was he with? It was like him and like, it was like an older like like he, him and an older woman were like just having this like really like just like nice and sweet romance, right. which looked really cool. So and he's huh. being like the like the romantic guy. Yeah, but I don't know what movie that was. I, I forget what it was called, but um, yeah, no, it was but the last a, thing I've seen in a while. A, a good example of my point is the movie Rounders. Have you seen the movie Rounders? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed Norton, um, you know, great, like probably the best poker movie of all time. But John yeah. Totoro. You know, he is so awesome in that movie, and you don't really even think about him because he's kind of just a minor character. But he makes the whole mm. movie better just by being that minor character in it. Oh, yeah, he's... Oh, man, he's... I, I think he should... He should have gotten his due, like, for yeah. sure. Like, like, he did fine for himself, sure. But... Right, yeah. It's not like it's not like he's having a tough time or anything, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, I think I just—I think I just got a package. Uh-oh. Package delivery. Sweet. Let's have a package delivery on the podcast. What are we? What's the the question? Is what is Trevor getting in the mail? What did I get? Uh, uh, good thing from Amazon, they just knock and leave, which is nice. Yeah, they do that at my house now too. They used to like knock and like wait and make sure you got the package. Now they're like, nah, we're too fucking busy, buddy. I think it's my—I ordered a, di- a decal. Right. For Emmett's room. Yeah. Cool. What kind of a decal? It's, it's a it's a Walt Disney quote. Okay. So it'd be a nice, nice, nice inspiring quote. It's kind of fun to do the impossible. Walt Disney. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean it's better than some of his other quotes, like I don't think I'm gonna ever hire any Jews. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a woman's place is in the basement. So. <laughs> 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 Whatever. Um, he was he had he had conflicting issues i get that sure <laughs> right. well and, and, you know it's like with sean penn i mean it's really tough because a lot of times these really brilliant freaking people who are world-changing people are also completely and totally suck ass as people <laughs> that's what always makes me go should i be more of a dick to people i don't like, like right. maybe should i be worse i don't like i don't think i'm that bad but maybe i am yeah. Maybe I'm not enough? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I really ought to <laughs> just start being fucking awful to people and that'll get me somewhere. I don't know. Being nice to everybody doesn't help me because I, <laughs> I feel like I'm nice to everybody. Nobody will give me shit. Right. So I don't, know how you, I don't know how you get anything done when you're being an asshole. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's a very, uh, very, very weird thing. But 
I mean, if anybody in my profession will tell you being an asshole will freaking send you straight to the top. <laughs> so on an on an unrelated well actually that's a good that's a good segue into um sky on fire because sky, sky on fire. you know because all of this stuff that happened like basically i love it because basically the bad guy in this movie the villain in this movie could like not like like could have saved all of the trouble and pain of the movie if he just wasn't a dick you know, like if he had said, hey, <laughs> this little girl's got cancer and I have the power to cure it. I'm going to go ahead and cure it because I'm not a dick. But no, he didn't do that. He was like, no, I'm a dickhead. So fuck that little girl. She can die of cancer. And her brother turns out to be a total badass who brings about the demise of many, many people. <laughs> yes, that's the best part. We should probably just skip to the end of it because I feel like it's the best part. When you... Well, it's almost like... I got skyscraper vibes from it. Yeah, I got because it's a huge sky, I got skyscraper fucking, with like yeah. Because it was a skyscraper with a bunch of shit in it, almost like with like there's like like medical facilities and apartments and all this other stuff. It's almost like skyscraper and like Gremlins two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got real Osama bin Laden vibes from it. To be honest, it's like <laughs> holy shit, he just alkited that fucking building. Well, that was the thing too. Yeah, at the very end, our, our quote-unquote good guys basically blow up the entire building, which had to have still have a, a bunch of people, not bad people, in it. And that thing crashes, and it's like, Order how big was that? It crashes onto the fucking the highway. Busy highway. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like you mentioned that, and I was because my eyes went wide when I was like, oh, he's gonna blow up the tower. I was like, that's kind of cool, and I didn't really think about the the collateral damage. I was like, oh, this dude, he's awesome. He's blowing up the tower, and then like it crashes onto the busy highway, and I'm like, oh my god, he just killed probably like five thousand people to get <laughs> one dude who's a dick. <laughs> Well, that was the thing too. It's like it's like there's a big thing of water near it too. So I'm like, oh, it's gonna fall into the water. And it's gonna be. It's not gonna kill anybody else. You know, I mean, the building is bad enough. Yeah. But no, it hits. It hits. They, they make it hit the highway. The busy highway. Street. You can tell that there's cars like all over it. I was like, wow, that's. I'm conflicted by that because I don't understand like all of this destruction for. I don't like for like for nothing really for this for, this, for like his sister or whatever. She's probably lived a good life, you know. She's, yeah, well, she seems like she was like what twenty years old, so she's, like, she's lived plenty. Yeah, and we are kind of <laughs> simplifying it. It has it has an extremely complicated plot for an action movie. Uh, you know, mm. like I, I did. It was funny because at first I was like, "Do I even understand what's going on here?" And as I watched it, I was like, "Oh, I'm actually into this story." And and I did get it, you know, that that the guy set the fire and killed the dude's father and. Um, mm. then also like a bunch of people and then they lost the notes to how, how on how to cure a cancer, but they didn't really lose them. He just wanted to keep them for himself so he could use the technology to make military weapons and kill people as opposed like, and this is how much of a bad guy, this is, this is how much of a dick our bad guy is, is he's got the cure for cancer and he says, fuck that. I'm weaponizing it. <laughs> <laughs> as, as you, as you do, as you do. <laughs> Yeah, we have to make the you have to make the good guy who blows up an entire building full of people and, and like who it comes down onto a highway seem like the good the good like guy the good somehow. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he is he's he's not trying to weaponize the cancer cure, which I suppose is still a good thing. 
Um, I've never seen somebody either. Like the, the main, our main guy, I think it's Daniel Wu. I think his name is. Yeah. He <laughs> like he like works security for this guy before he's like fired, right? Yeah. Is that, that's correct, right? Yeah. But like there was a bunch of situations leading up to that, which took forever for them to fire him. To be honest, like a lot of like yeah. issues, like. Yeah, I would find this guy. It's almost like time. he worked for the government or something. Like they were like, "Well, yeah, it sucks, but man, it's a lot of paperwork to fuck with him." So, <laughs> yeah, it's, but, the, but then like I don't know how many situations he would walk into where there was guns being pointed, and he would just walk into the middle of it and like start slapping guns down. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, what are you, like, that, what are you doing? That was, that was a great move that he utilized a couple times. <laughs> like, there's this huge Mexican standoff in it where everybody's pointing guns everywhere, and he just walks into the middle of the room. And just grabs a gun out of that guy's hand and then bitch slaps him like, "Dude, please, come on now." <laughs> it or, or he like, or he like points it. He points it like where it should be pointed, so he can point his gun at that guy or something. It was like a weird like, like even for the bad guy, like the like the guy who's holding him hostage was like, "You should be pointing your gun at this guy. I'll point it at this guy. And I'll point it at you." And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And okay, I know. All right, I'm 43 years old. I know that I'm not supposed to find it as funny as I did, but. There's a character named Professor Poon in the movie. There's also another character named Mr. Tang in the movie. And I'm like, I know that it's freaking Chinese movie and those are relatively common names, but there's a Professor Poon and a Mr. Tang. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I didn't even realize that until you fixed it. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. I'll say I've I've seen a few of this guy's movies. I know I don't think you have, but I mean, he's made this movie's good. I think for the most part, but like he's made way better movies back in the day. This is not quite his best shining example. No, and he did um, he did a bunch of American movies with Jean Claude Van Damme for a while too, which some of them are actually pretty good. You know, I'll have to admit (laughs) I was impressed that he could get such a complicated such a complicated plot into an action movie. And still mm-hmm. have it stand up as an action movie, because it mm-hmm. really kind of skirted the line between like weird freaking plot thriller and you know just like <clears> straight <throat> up going in and kicking everybody's ass. But like that chick's that chick's brother, the garbage man, he was like a straight yeah. up ass kicker. Like it was great. Any time it was go time, he was like already going. Like if it was go time at five o'clock, at four fifteen, that motherfucker was already going. <laughs> <laughs> you know like like the one part like they're like they're like they're all oh, there's traffic we're not getting to the cancer place in time he was like fuck that and just drives his garbage truck through like all these cars and wrecks them um and then there, there's like another point where she's in the hospital and he's like at her bedside and the freaking security guys come in and they're like we're here to see her and he's like nah and he grabs her iv stands and starts <coughs> people with their iv stand i'm like yes this dude has zero fucks. <laughs> I, yeah, because I saw that. I was like, is that attached to anything? Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to rip out of her arm and she'd start screaming and blood would be everywhere. It was kind of amazing. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah Ringo Lim died. I don't know. They, they never said what of what. He just died in his sleep. Huh. But, but, but uh, a recommendation is like City on Fire, which was... It's the movie that basically Reservoir Dogs. A lot of Reservoir Dogs is kind of based on, loosely, with uh, Chow Yun Fat is in that. Oh really? Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, have yeah. To, I'm gonna have to find that. We're gonna have to do that one down the road a little bit. 
<clears throat> and then there's one called Full Contact with with Chai Yun Fat again. That one's like his masterpiece. Okay. And it's like he's like he's not quite he's not like John Woo. I feel like he's more like down and dirty of a John Woo. Right. He's more like nihilistic, I think, in his approach. But uh, Full Contact has has a great has one of like the first like bullet bullet time shots kind of thing like bullet pov shots i've ever seen oh right and it's not a, like, bullet and it's like steve mcqueen movie but like actually following a bullet yeah it's like 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 the chinese fatness a bad guy i forget what his name is having a shootout in a, in a club and when they fire the bullets like yeah the, the camera becomes the bullet basically nice and like and like i think at one point even they fired each other and the bullets hit each other oh, that's and like explode yeah 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 so it's like one of the things was like and like and Chad and Fat is like uh, like uh, like just a, a badass in this movie. It's great. He nice. he carries a a butterfly knife around, like constantly like flicking flicking it around, and yeah. he's got like a like a jean vest on constantly. It's like a headband. He's like he looks fucking awesome. So it's like <laughs> I actually used the I used the Chad Yun Fat line the other day. Now of course it didn't work for me, but um <laughs> I, I can't remember which movie it was. If it was The Killer or Hard Boiled, but it's one of those movies. But like the chick. He's like walking in. He's like, "Nice dress," and she's like, "Thanks." He's like, "It looked better on my floor." <laughs> <laughs> and I was fucking around with my friend, and I said that to her, and she's like, "What the hell is the matter with you?" I feel like Chayun Fat could say anything. And he could yeah, he could get away. <laughs> he's Chayun Fat. He could get away with it. Uh, but yeah, I would like to recommend you should watch Mandy for next pod- next month's podcast because it's. Uh, or next month, next week's podcast because it's really, <laughs> it might be <laughs> it's really different. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, we'll play it by ear, but uh, it's really a really kind of a different film, and I want to discuss it on the podcast. Mandy, okay, cool. You should check out the we'll check out his other movie too, and we'll do we'll do a okay. What was it? What's his name? A Panos Cosmatos double feature. Yeah, what's the name of the other? <laughs> what's the name of the other movie? Uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Beyond the Black Rainbow. Okay, I'll. I'll look that up or I'll write that down and look it up and see if I can't find it somewhere. I think with Mandy, I've looked at it to rent, but it's like, it's like really long. So I've always been like, eh. yeah, well, <laughs> I really hate long stuff, movies. So she, so she bought it, you know, nice. It don't seem very long. Don't worry. It's, it's a quick, whatever it is. I think beyond the black rainbow, it's maybe 90 minutes. So okay. that's why. Cool. <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah, and I kind of got to call this one a little bit early because um, I, in our high-dollar production of the podcast, I'm w- with a laptop that has no power, and, <laughs> and we're starting to get on thin ice. All right. <laughs> well, um, R.I.P. Ringo Lamb and go see State of, like go find State of Grace somewhere. Yeah, I don't find, know where. Yeah, <laughs> definitely check out State of Grace. It's really it, it really is an underrated classic, um, and especially if you like gangster movies, this is a really really good gangster movie. Yeah. So cool. All right. Well, we'll see you next week, and we'll be discussing um, Beyond the Black Rainbow and Mandy. All right. Cool. Peace. Peace.